Have a good week. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, North and South Korean troops exchange fire across the DMZ. Catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jang calls on the government to relax the anti-epidemic measures and two of Hong Kong's top officials have painted a bleak picture of the local economy. North and South Korean troops have exchanged gunfire along the demilitarized zone which separates the two countries. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. The gunshots from North Korean troops hit a guard post in the central border town of Cherwon, according to the South Korean military. The Joint Chiefs of Staff in Seoul said their officers broadcast a warning and then fired back twice. In a statement, officials added they're trying to contact North Korea and their troops will maintain a readiness posture. No casualties or damage was reported. Liberal Party Chairman and Catering Sector Lawmaker Tommy Jung has called on the government to relax the anti-epidemic measures in a timely manner so businesses can reopen at the earliest possible time to, as he put it, stop the bleeding. Mr Jung, who is also an EXCO member, says economies around the world will be all be fiercely competing once the global lockdown ends. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, he says Hong Kong needs to plan ahead to attract tourists and reignite its service industries. Our catering industry knows that it is an art to cook a perfect fish, and time control is of the essence. While it is critical to contain the epidemic, we also need to strike the right balance to keep the economy going and to bring our paychecks home. The catering industry carries 200,000 jobs in Hong Kong. While the anti-epidemic fund can provide short-term relief, we have to look further to sustain and rebuild the industry in the long run. Two of Hong Kong's top officials have painted a bleak picture of the local economy in light of the anti-government protests and the COVID-19 pandemic. Demin Pang reports. The Chief Secretary Matthew Chang said people have been calling for unlawful assemblies just as soon as the coronavirus epidemic appeared to be easing here. Writing on his blog, he said, no matter how many resources the government pumped into reviving the economy, overseas investors would still be put off if public security and rule of law and peace were threatened. Mr. Cheng also said the protests increased the chance of COVID-19 spreading in the community. For his part, the financial secretary Paul Chen said the local economy could see its worst year since the 1960s, possibly shrinking by as much as 7% as the epidemic also hit overseas markets. Mr. Chen said there were a few days to go before some of the anti-epidemic measures could be relaxed, though he cautioned that the global pandemic had yet to subside. Hong Kong's only delegate to China's top legislative body, Tam Yu-jung, says it's his hope that national security legislation can be enacted here by August next year. But that's not a timetable set by Beijing. The DAB stalwart said it was up to the SAR government on how to legislate for Article 23 of the Basic Law. Mr. Tam was speaking after a radio program. I just have a hope for the Article 23 as early as possible to fulfill this job. So I don't know whether the SL government, they have the plan to do that. But I just reflect quite a lot of people, they wanted to finish this bill as early as possible. Mr. Tam refused to say whether his views would damage the pro-establishment camp's chances in September's LegCo election, saying only that he wished those in the camp success. The Welfare Secretary Lao Zikong says measures have been taken to deal with the upsurge in applications for government welfare, including the streamlining of procedures and increasing manpower. 
Writing on his blog, Mr. Law said the Social Welfare Department was now allowing people to submit their application by drop-off or by post. He also said more workers had been redeployed and retirees were being taken on to deal with new applications. Last week, Mr. Law said the number of government welfare cases had surged in March by 25% to almost 15,000 when compared to a year ago. Coronavirus deaths in the United States have risen by over 1,400 in the past 24 hours. That's according to a tally by Johns Hopkins University. The total number of fatalities is now more than 66,000. The Baltimore-based university has recorded more than 1.1 million cases in the country. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said contingency plans were drawn up last month in case he died from COVID-19. In a newspaper interview, he revealed how ill he had been. Sorry, the BBC's Duncan Kennedy reports. The Prime Minister spent three nights in intensive care when he was taken to hospital last month after testing positive for coronavirus. He says he was given litres and litres of oxygen and told the paper, it was a tough old moment, I won't deny it. They had a strategy to deal with a death of Stalin type scenario. He added, I was not in particularly brilliant shape and I was aware there were contingency plans in place. The Prime Minister said that the doctors had all sorts of arrangements for what to do if things went badly wrong. Britain is on course to become the worst in Europe. The daily news conference at which the latest information was released was held by the Housing Minister, Robert Jenrick. Of those tested positive for coronavirus, 28,131 have now died. That's an increase of 621 fatalities since yesterday. These are heartbreaking losses for every family affected and all our thoughts and prayers are with their families and their friends. The gradual easing of restrictions imposed to fight the coronavirus pandemic is continuing across Europe as the number of daily deaths on the continent continues to fall. But as more people are allowed out of their homes, many countries are now insisting that face masks be worn on public transport and in other public spaces. The Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez said six million masks would be handed out on the public transport network. What we've decided after the health authorities' request is that people using public transport wear masks to reduce the risk of infection and maintain social distancing. So from Monday the 4th, it will be compulsory to use a mask. The European railway link Eurostar has announced that passengers will have to wear a face mask or face covering from tomorrow to travel on its services. The company said people without a mask may be stopped from travelling or fined in line with guidelines set by France and Belgium. France says it intends to extend the health emergency that it declared in March because of the pandemic for another two months. The French health minister Olivier Varal said the proposal would be presented to Parliament tomorrow. In accordance with the unanimous opinion of the Committee of Scientists, the bill presented this morning to the Council of Ministers intends to extend the state of health emergency for two months until the 24th of July. France plans to start lifting its lockdown from the 11th of May with measures calibrated regionally depending on the severity of the outbreak. In Thailand, parks have been reopened along with small shops and restaurants as the authorities begin a phased easing of the restrictions introduced to fight the pandemic. 
but in a country whose economy relies heavily on tourism, beaches and swimming pools will remain closed, as well as cinemas, bars, and other entertainment venues. The U.S. investor Warren Buffett says his Berkshire Hathaway group has sold all of its shares in the four largest U.S. airlines. Mr. Buffett, one of America's wealthiest individuals, said the world was changing fundamentally because of the coronavirus pandemic, and he didn't believe there was any remaining upside in the airline industry, adding that he had been wrong to have invested in it. Travel was likely to be much reduced in the next three to four years. Still, Mr. Buffett offered an upbeat assessment of the United States' ability to overcome crises. Sport rugby league players from New Zealand arrive in Australia today, the first foreign nationals allowed to fly in the country after it started easing its coronavirus restrictions. The New Zealand Warriors are the only overseas team to compete in Australia's National Rugby League games at the end of May. The players will go into quarantine for 14 days. From Sydney, the BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Border Force officials have given 36 players and staff from the New Zealand Warriors special permission to fly to Australia. The team will go into isolation in Tamworth, a regional city north of Sydney. The players will stay in a motel attached to a sports ground ahead of the planned restart of Australia's National Rugby League competition. It intends to be the first major sport in the country to resume its season as Australia begins to wind back some of its COVID-19 restrictions. Rugby, former England captain Bill Beaumont, has been re-elected as World Rugby chairman, beating ex-Argentina skipper Agustin Pichot, the governing body announced. 68-year-old Beaumont, who campaigned on the promise of opening up the sport, claimed 28 of the 51 votes to overcome the 45-year-old Pichot, who planned to modernize the body. To end the news, our top stories once again. North and South Korean troops exchange fire across the DMZ. Catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jung calls on the government to relax the anti-epidemic measures and two of Hong Kong's top officials have painted a bleak picture of the local economy. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new
like Simon. Yeah. Uh. We about to get into it, baby. Yo, Simon, what's up? You ready? Let's get it, baby. Do it, do it. Uh. It's the Sunday session with the homie Simon Wilson. RTHK bang loud through the building. Radio 3 on the dial, no question. Frequency 567 is the weapon. DJ Simon, please replay the diamonds. I remain rhyming. HK is where you find them from the top of the peak to the side come streets. Radio 3, heat seek through your speaks. Hey, DJ HK airplay. 1 to 4 p.m. every Sunday. Hong Kong's finest. DJ Simon brought to you live from Detroit Diamond. RTHK.HK. Frequency 567 AM. Radio 3. Welcome along to the Sunday afternoon session for the 3rd of May 2020. I'm Simon.